if you do this, let's say just even halfway okay, you should be making six figures. Halfway okay. Not not full steam ahead, you know, hard charging, just halfway okay. You should be doing six figures and having a lot of very successful clients. You want to do more than that, frankly, the year I was putting the pedal to the metal, I was well I was earning well over three hundred thousand dollars. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. You may have been wondering, is hypnosis a good career? Are hypnotists in demand? Do hypnotists make good money? Can hypnosis make you rich? I think you should be a hypnotist has probably never come out of your career counselor's mouth. Many people wonder if hypnosis as a career is a pipe dream. They worry that they will need to keep their day job or wait until they are retired or independently wealthy and then pursue hypnosis as a passion project. Today, we will answer these questions and more. I'm honored to welcome my colleague, Julie Neese, as our guest. Julie has built three busy hypnosis clinics over the past 16 years, earning in the millions of dollars in the hypnosis business. Julie is also a licensed marriage and family therapist. Her national media appearances, including several invitations as a guest counselor on the Dr. Phil show, where her direct, straightforward approach delivered stellar results for the clients and enthusiasm from Dr. Phil himself. Julie is here today to share with us how you can build your hypnosis business into a big money-making opportunity while helping people at the same time. Hey, Julie, it's so great to have you on the podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks for asking. I love to share this information because so many people are just not even aware of what the possibilities are. Yeah, and I'm so glad you're here because one of the things I've always loved about learning from you is you have this amazing, tough love, no-nonsense approach that inspires people to just make it happen. Right. Well, you know, everybody needs a little guidance and directions and sometimes a little kick in the butt, but it, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where no matter what your personality type is or your learning style or any of that, you can you can find a place in hypnosis. And of course, we'll brag a little bit on our system, the one you and I participate in. Um, Probably 90% of that training over the years has been personal development training. So, you know, you you always jive off your strengths and improve your areas of improvement. (laughs) This is what we do. So you get, you get good at being that sort of tough love and hopefully, you know, you get the alternate skill or the alternate uh, behavioral flexibility, which is to be more slow-paced, more compassionate, more even-handed, more gentle. Because, you know, different things work for different people. We're always stretching our flexibility, which makes yes, it, we are. it interesting. Yes, we are. Yeah. So something, Julie, that I'm really curious about is I know when you started your hypnosis businesses, you were already a very successful marriage and family therapist. You had appeared on Dr. Phil multiple times. What made you decide to pursue this in the first place? 
Well, actually several things. So um, first of all, being a therapist, I was shocked to discover early on in my, in my schooling process that therapy does not actually teach you learning how to be a therapist, not actually help you or teach you how to help people or change people or improve people's lives specifically. It teaches you to analyze, focus on the problems and sort of regurgitate all the painful things going on. And that does not help. Um, it was actually pretty shocking to be in the middle of a master's program and and be told by your professors that this doesn't really work. (laughs) So I kind of knew right there, this was not going to be my path, you know, in the traditional sense, but I went ahead and got the licensure and the, the master's degree and all that. And then, um, along the way, as I was trying out, just sort of throwing it on the wall, see if it'll stick kind of things to learn and do with folks, I quickly discovered that the whole idea of, um, positive thinking versus negative, focusing on the solutions instead of the problems, all these sorts of things that we do sort of within our context were very important and powerful and they worked. And then I literally just happened to stumble upon somebody training people to become a hypnotist for smoking cessation, which I thought was a great idea. And frankly, it also did comment about how much money you would make. So that was kind of interesting since therapists don't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just, you don't make any money as a therapist, really. And so I tried it, went and got the training and uh, the rest is sort of history. I, I learned how to help people stop smoking in a mediocre kind of a system. And then through that discovered Scott and his system, which was like Disneyland. And so I'm, I, I would like to hear about what were the big learnings for you? You had already had a business background. You had your, your therapy practice. When you started learning the Master Hypnotic Society system and being mentored into this, what were the, the, the big things you needed to develop flexibility and or learn to make this work in terms of you know, developing the businesses you have? Well, like all of us, you have to learn how to step out of yourself and, and develop that behavioral flexibility we talked about a minute ago. That That's really key. Um, the, the real issue for helping people is you have to take yourself out of it. No matter what you're doing, it can't be about how unique you are or how smart you are or how clever you are, how much you know. This has to, you, you have everything in your head and everything in your heart and you bring that forward to the client so that they can benefit. You you have to figure out what they need. And as you learn how to focus on the client more, become more intuitive, li- literally step into their energy, as you know we do, and, and sample that and kind of get a feel for what they need. And then step back into yourself and figure out what you've got that'll help. The, the, the whole key to doing that is you can't have you in the, in the mix. You cannot be focused on whether you're looking good, whether you're sounding smart, whether you're clothes match or, you know, anything else. You've got to be a hundred percent about them. And that is a large step in anyone's maturation to be able to do that. And I don't claim to be able to do that brilliantly, but I, I do it well enough to get by. So, but, but that is really the skill that that's the thing you got to get under your belt. And that takes practice and time. And that's why being in a program like this where you can get mentored so exquisitely and so completely and so thoroughly is the difference between being mediocre and being exemplary. I, I say to my students and, and, and anybody else who listen all the time, if I'm good at this, the only reason I'm good at it is because of how many trainings I've been to. <laughs> 
I did not come in necessarily with natural, you know, change. I had intention, you know, I had the willingness to do it, but uh, in the end, it's a, it's a skills-based thing. And, you know, you've got to have the skills in order to have the chops to do it well. So that was, that was certainly a big learning and, and continues to be, by the way. Yeah. And one of the things that we say in, in the Master Hypnotist Society approach to this is we actually get paid in results, meaning that we, we're working for Absolutely. results. And, and as a side benefit, they pay us. But if, if we're not getting the results, then that's not going to happen. And so so you got to be more than mediocre than this, considering you've gotten a ton of results. You, you've had right. clinics, you've made millions of dollars in this industry. So, so talk a little bit about like what did it take for you to to make that happen? I think it's the same for everybody, Robbie. It's getting the ego out of the way. You know, I I like you am am you know we went all, we <laughs> kind of stupidly went into all this higher education. <laughs> I'm I'm not that smart. I spent years in school, never ended up using it. Turned out to be kind of irrelevant, but I didn't know that at the time. So you know, as we learn in this system, everybody's trying to prove something about themselves. And for Pete, Robbie and I have a lot of similarities for those of you who are listening and watching in that we, we love to be competent. We're very smart girls and we love to be competent, but see, and it's fine to, it is fine to be smart. It's fine to, to, you know, let people know you're smart, but the ego has to be out of the way. At, at some point you have to understand that we're all ordinary. We're all just ordinary. It's just that once in a while, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And just because you were given or blessed some gift like intelligence or good looks or, you know, the ability to play the piano or whatever it is, doesn't make you special. It just doesn't make you special. It just makes you different in that way. And everybody's different in their own way. So getting, getting again, the ego out of it is, is huge and important. And that's what lets you get the results for people, because the more you have yourself in the way, the less you're going to have to give and be aware of you, the person sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So do you have any like juicy stories about times when you had this learning happen, like when you were in the, the throes of it all? Oh, I had, there's so many, Robbie, I could, the, you know, my mind boggles. They're just <laughs> over, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years now with Scott and, and the group. And I have learned massive amounts, of course, from Scott more than anything, but also from other people in the group like yourself. We, it, you know, it's great. To, in fact, it's really kind of cool because you and I do have a lot of similarities. Um, so it's cool to be able to sit back as long as you don't have your ego in it. You can sit back and kind of look at somebody who, who is similar to you and watch because they're going to have the same kind of struggles and, and issues to, to deal with as, as you do. So watch how that all happens and then be able to turn over someplace else and watch somebody that's completely your opposite. And sort of fantasize about, gee, how that would be interesting to sort of have that skill or that perspective or have that default thinking in your head. And I think that's that's another of the many benefits in being in a group like this because you got all kinds of people, and the ability to to step outside yourself and and look and observe and learn and kind of compare. And in the end, we're always going for accuracy and what's useful, you know, and as, as Robbie, I'm sure has mentioned before in previous podcasts, um, we don't like good, bad, right, wrong, up, down. We like useful and not useful. And so if it's useful for you to develop behavioral flexibility, to step out of your comfort zone and try a different way of thinking or a different approach, or 
literally changing your own perspectives. That's what we've been challenged to do this whole time in our program, certainly, is, is change our perspectives to ones that are more useful. Is it okay if I share a story that I remember? Oh, absolutely. Sure. I, yeah, there's so many literally, I wouldn't even know where to start. But yeah, go ahead. Now, as I tell this, I personally have had very similar situations because we do have a lot of the same patterns. But I remember you and Scott both talking about how in the early days, you would be really proud of yourself because you would re you would develop a form that would lay out a system beautifully. And you would want to show it to him and be proud of it and for him to you know give you your your scooby snack because of it and he would just like put it aside and have you focus oh no on throw it, it away <laughs> he would literally brush it off the desk and throw it on the floor and say what are you doing <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> but see that's but that's an example of a perception you have that's both inaccurate and unuseful i thought i mean and by the way, that was some somewhat arrogant. We could say, actually, it was a lot arrogant. I was sort of full of myself that I thought I could step in. And this, you're right, it was very early in the game, maybe the first year or two, that I would have enough knowledge, wisdom, experience, and expertise to change the format or the forms of somebody who'd been doing this for, at that point, 25, 20, 25 years. And it seemed like a bazillion more clients than I had. But I thought I would change that form. Really? No, Scott's response, of course, was perfect. I was shocked. <laughs> but that's that's part of the, you know, the, the reality-based thinking that, that you develop, which is, is quite cool. Yeah, and, you know, with this, the Master Hypnotist Society system, it's designed to help you make this work as a business and also get client results. And we do teach our, our mentorship students there is a system in place so that they have some framework to put around this and they can benefit from our experience and, you know, and the experience with tens of thousands of clients in 35 years, but we don't want them to be limited by the system. And, and so Scott was looking at you and me and saying, these two women need to go the other direction, whereas some other students might need to be more loyal to the system to develop. Oh, yes. That mm-hmm. And so we're, we're really correcting in whatever direction people need. And, and right. I think that's a very important point to make because, you know, the, the, there is a way to do this that allows you to make an excellent living as a hypnotist. And, and the truth is you can make this as big as you decide to do, as big as you're willing to take action to do. Um, and, and that, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Julie, is that a lot of people could look at you and say, well, of course she was able to do that. She's a marriage and family therapist. She was on Dr. Phil multiple times. She's beautiful. She has charisma, right? They can go on and on about whatever your, um, you know, the, the gifts you have, but what that really is, is an excuse for them of saying, oh, well, yeah, but this and yeah, but that. And one of the things we say a lot is, yeah, buts are just for you. So, so, right. so speak to that a little bit about how, like, none of that stuff, of course, it's helpful to have certain talents or benefits in life, but most of your success comes from a totally different place. And I think it would be helpful for people to hear some examples of that so that they know that no matter where they're at, if they decide they really want to do this and they're willing to follow through and do what it takes, that they can do it too. That is, in fact, one of the profound, just amazing features of this program with the Master Hypnotist Society. Um, To your point, when I came into this, yes, I was a licensed therapist. Yes, I had a master's degree. Yes, I had all this education. Honestly, that was a hindrance 
if you really want to know the truth, it was a giant hindrance because the education I had didn't teach me a freaking thing about changing people. Honestly, it gave me completely the wrong, you know, focus on the problem, focus on the problem, get all the emotions all worked up, stay in the negativity. That is utterly wrong. Utterly. So all the training I had, or not training, because they didn't work on humans. It's all book learning, which is BS anyway. But so that that entire perspective was a complete hindrance because I had to come out of that and shift and come over here to something completely new. Now, fortunately, the Master Hypnotist Society knows all about how to train you to do that. And you work on live people, which is a whole different thing. So the education was a hindrance. The The state of mind and perspective it gave, gave me was a hindrance. And actually, as we know, for those of you who may have um, been needing to prove how smart you are like us, and you went through lots of education and you've got letters after your name, you don't use them in this business. Because as, as we've learned over time, the more letters you have after your name, the more, the more your response rate in ads drops. People don't like to be judged. And letters after somebody's name insinuates that you're smarter and better and judging, and you don't want any part of that. So I don't put any letters after my name. And I don't even, I, you have to look hard on my website to even find me because I'm not relevant. The results the clients get are relevant. It's not about me. Now, the interesting thing for those of you thinking about doing this as a profession, Google some other hypnotists that are not in our group, and you're going to see a profound difference in their websites. The people not trained in our group, it's going to be all about them. They're going to be their picture, their credentials, their history, their experience, their education, what they specialize in, all this stuff. It's about them, them, them. Very little, if anything, about results. People in our group, completely the opposite. It's going to be about this client, that client, this result, that result, this expectation, what you can have. So everything I came in with was something I had to get rid of. Basically, it didn't help. The only thing I might have come in with that helped a little bit was I did have a physical office, but that's that's just a little teeny tiny help because anybody anywhere in pretty much any city can go and find a great little office space that's very inexpensive and get their business set up for practically nothing. I did this for the third time. My third office is in a little little town in Alabama and I have uh, $800 a month rent and I have five suites with a kitchen and a bathroom and a waiting room. And my phone, uh, I don't know, hundred, hundred and twenty a month, and my internet's like sixty. That's it. That's my cost. I'm, I'm in an office, functioning and running. Oh yeah, I have electric bill. Okay, so eleven hundred dollars tops. So it doesn't matter that I came in already having an office because anybody can get one anywhere for about that kind of money and start up on practically nothing, which is a very exciting thing. I don't know any other business where you can start off with practically nothing invested in it. This, this functions like a franchise, only you don't, there's no franchise fees. <laughs> but, you know, you have everything there for you. It's turnkey. You know what to say, what to do, how to advertise, where to, where to put your office, what to put in your office. I mean, you know everything for free. And you can set up a very small, modest office very easily, very comfortably, and very successfully for uh, $1,200 or less. And the other office I had before was like $600. It's, uh, you don't have to have a big office. And so the, the, 
The amount you have to spend to get into it is small. The amount to maintain it is small. And then you just, you know, do your advertising, which is your biggest expense, of course. But all in all, it's, 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 this, it's a phenomenally profitable, unbelievably profitable business for what you have to spend either upfront or ongoing. And the biggest learning for everybody when doing this is, is actually becoming the person you need to be and having the flexible flexibility you need to have to really get those clients results and serve people properly and apply the business model properly. Because sometimes Correct. we can get in our own way with that or we, we take our own beliefs into it. So so that willingness to participate in that growth is, is probably the biggest factor. The more, the more and the better you follow the program, do the model as it's written and, and given to you and, and supervised if you're in mentorship, which is obviously the way to go. Um, I, you know, I, by the way, just as a side note, I went to the very first training with Scott, like I said, 16 years ago or something. That day I signed up as his mentoree and I have been his mentoree every day since. I believe in the feedback process a lot. You cannot get spectacular at anything without mentorship, without feedback, without commentary, without somebody helping you get better and seeing with different eyes and more experienced eyes where you need to do, where you need to go, what you need to do and what you need to change. So Scott has provided that for me. You and I now as mentors now provide that for our students and, you know, so it goes, but that's, that's by far the best way to do it. The, the two as you said in the beginning in the intro, I've, I've have, I have the third and final <laughs> practice that I'm going to have. And the, all of them have been purchased by students and successfully run. So they trained under me, you know, a year or so, and then they ended up buying it and, you know, they're going to have very successful careers just as I did. I've, I've made several million dollars over the course of my career doing this and had a blast. It's the funnest thing I've ever done. <laughs> And, you know, I've, I've probably seen somewhere around 7,000 people so far, a lot less than the last couple of years because I've slowed down. But, but like you said, you can make it as busy or as, as um, comfortable a pace as you like. It doesn't really matter. And isn't it great to see your students making it happen? Oh, I love that. Like I, I recently sold my clinic to one of my students and it's it's so cool to see them blossom into actually being the owner of the clinic and realizing what they can do. And so that, that's a really cool aspect. It is. It really is. To, to, to the, the idea that to pay it forward, the, the gal that, I, that I'm talking with, a student now to, to buy the practice that I've got left, um, she's, she's young. You know, she's only 28. She's, she's very good. She's, she's getting better. Of course, she needs training just like I did. You know, it's no different. But, um, you know, she's got her whole career in front of her that this could be just, just magically good. And, and she's kind of a go-getter. So I, I see her maybe opening up some satellite offices or maybe start to train students herself and kind of, and on it goes. I, I just think that's very cool. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we can't possibly help everybody ourselves. So we need lots of people. No, no, we cannot. We help people with what we do. So it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's right. Is there anything else that you think would be useful for people to know about, like, what does it take to make this happen, to make it work as a business? Um, if somebody is really looking at the, the income part, like I know when I'm 
when I took that first training, um, I, for me, making it work as a business really was important because I couldn't, I, I needed to earn a living. And so I noticed there was a lack of that in a lot of the trainings I had taken. Um, so is there anything else that you think would be helpful for people to know along those lines? Yeah, I, th- I think the, um, the reality is, and, and if you come to the trainings that we, we offer from time to time, you'll, you'll discover this, but all you have to do is follow the model. It's been, it's been used and refined and proven and perfected over years and many, many people. This system works beautifully. It doesn't need to be fixed and it doesn't need any new forms, I've found out. <laughs> But it really does. It works beautifully. And you don't have to be super smart. You don't have to be an expert. You don't even have to know anything about hypnosis at all or business because what you don't know is going to be given to you. What you already know or have is going to be developed more. It's just how it goes. And so we tell people, I'm sure, Robbie, you've told your students this as I have. There there have been people who literally have just gone to a four-day training and for whatever reason, launched off, opened their business and started working and they're doing fine. You don't have to, you know, have tons and gobs of anything. Of course, more training is better, I think. But, but the fact of the matter is it's so good. You literally could start just with the bare bones and, and go through if you were brave. But the, but the fact is we have a safety net that is unbelievable. There's nothing you're not given to be successful. There's nothing you're going to need, nothing, you're, nothing extra. It's all there more than you will use <laughs> in reality. We would like you to use more, but you won't, it, but it's all there. It's, it's nothing. It's a very abundant training system, materials, process, and mentorship. So if you do this, let's say just even halfway. Okay. You should be making six figures halfway. Okay. Not, not full steam ahead, you know, hard charging, just halfway okay you should be doing six figures and having a lot of very successful clients you want to do more than that frankly the year i was putting the pedal to the metal i was well i was earning well over three hundred thousand dollars but i was working a lot i no longer want to work a lot so i don't do that but it's not because i can't it's because i don't want to so i'll let somebody else do that and that was only one office. I mean, you could even open up several offices or there's just so many options. And But it always starts with the first step, doesn't it? Start with the first step. If it seems overwhelming, remember you eat an elephant one bite at a time. You're an awesome trainer. I know you are. You've got tons of experience. And for those coming to you for the training, I would just say, just start with the first step, make the phone call, have the conversation, go in for the screening, how, whatever the process is, just figure out what you need, figure out how it goes. But it, this is so beautifully accepting in, in who and what can come into this and still be successful. You don't really have to come in with a lot because we, we will build it up and make it what it needs to be. It's, it's just an awesome system. The, the best the best thing I've ever done in my life work-wise, for sure. Me too. And I've done a lot of things. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that if you are already a hypnotist and you're not having the kind of results we're describing here, then you need some feedback and you may need to be using the system the right way. 
often, in addition to that, you also need to become more flexible yourself. And, and so have, being mentored through it is totally worth it. And I know for me, I my income expands every year because I continue to be mentored after 15 years. And it's worth it. There's a return on investment from that that happens super fast. Um, you know, mentorship, typically, if you have two and a half weight loss clients in your whole year, it covers the cost of your mentorship. And in any business world situation, that would be like an, an unbelievable ROI, like return on investment. Most definitely. Most, you, to get this quality and this detail and this type of, of mentorship or feedback or consultation, oh my goodness, you'd pay so many more times than what, whatever we charge. It's, it's, I've, always, I've always been kind of embarrassed to pay Scott. Because God, you can call him night and day. He 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 follows up on things. He gives you stuff. He's got these brilliant insights. Like really? Yeah, I know you can't find that out there generally, right? Of course, it is out there elsewhere, but it's it's not an easy thing to find, and not and it's usually much more expensive. Yeah, and listen, if if this is something you know you really want, the the attitude is to find a way to make it happen. And if something's not clicking in for you, you want to find the solution, which may be feedback, it may be learning something new, um, but to yes. keep, your, keep your eye on where you're going. And and I know like for me early on, when I started doing this, I, I met some people who, who did have a lot of the yeah buts and some of them didn't follow through and they can say, oh, poor me and have lots of excuses. And that's heartbreaking. They could have done it. So if you, any of our listeners, if you find that you are doing anything like that, the first step is to move your body and snap yourself out of it and know that there is a way you do have to be willing to take it and do it. Yep. It all starts with that first call, that first step in the right direction, and then then let things, uh, then just be open to the guidance and the feedback. Great. So Julie, if people want to get in touch with you or inquire about training or learning from you in different ways, tell them how they can reach you. Sure. Well, you can reach me by email at julie uh, at robertsdalehypnosis.com. That's Robert Stale, like the man's name with an S, D-A-L-E, hypnosis.com. And um, I'm also around on the internet, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, that's that's email. That's the direct way. And, and I guess the podcast is okay to give a phone number to 281 area code 620-5655 if you want to speak with me directly. Great. Well, thanks so much, Julie. This was fun. And I think that you shared with people some really important insights to keep in mind. I hope so. I, you know, I would just really encourage everyone. I mean, I never in a million years thought I would be a hypnotist for heaven's sakes. Me I mean, that's just, but you know, I mean, anything is possible and it turns out this was a wicked good choice. So, you know, go into it with an open mind, see if it's for you. It all starts with the first phone call or the first screening and just like we do with our clients and see if it, see if it would fit. But it certainly is an interesting ride, isn't it? And sure as then it continues. <laughs> right. Well, you have a great day, Robbie. It was wonderful chatting with you again, as always. And I'll see y'all later. Yeah. Bye. Many people procrastinate over taking action on their life goals. Perfectionism, worries about being judged, and fear of failure are often what drives the procrastination. On next week's podcast, you will discover hypnotist tree ride strategy for staying confident and focused while taking action towards your goals. 
And if you want to learn more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule your free consultation. And if you're wanting to learn more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.